into the contest. It is the first day of summer, Wednesday, the 1st of December. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host, Shane Lee, who spent all day yesterday buying streamers and baubles and everything else to go with a Christmas tree. How'd that go? I've got all the, I've got all the stuff now, Timmy. I've just got to try and put it up. But uh, I think I might get the kids to help me this weekend. And, uh, yeah, we do have a lot of festive, uh, uh, how can I put it, uh, balls and, and, and streamers and whatever you want to call them, mate. I don't know what they're called, but uh, it should look nice once they're all up, mate. It's a big job. Yeah, nothing like a couple of festive balls. All right. <laughs> a really important thing that we want to talk about today, of course, is we have a charity auction starting today for the Cooper Rice Braiding Foundation. There are some amazing things to buy from the auction, including a cricket bat signed by the Aussies from the 2019 Ashes Tour in the United Kingdom. That will be in some lucky person's hands by Christmas. Find out more information at afternoonsport.com com slash auction today on the show a late kai simon goal gets the matildas a one-all draw could we have a brand 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 new wicket keeper just a young guy to take over from tim payne and brandon smith he's in some trouble Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care. Targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. Now, Shane, you mentioned it the other day. Jimmy Pearson from Queensland, a real possibility to take the gloves in the first test against England. Yeah, I think the selectors may be thinking now, um, real long term now. And and look, I said he's he's had a good he had a good year last year. He's got a couple of I think three centuries. Um, he's led Queensland to a Sheffield Shield victory. He is very, very good behind the sticks. He's got very, very good hands and um, and very neat, um, a very good keeper, um, and is the right age too. So if they don't go go with Carey, because um, he's thirty year old, but saying that Adam Gilchrist didn't start his career until twenty nine, so um, he's probably got plenty of time. He's very, very fit. Carey being an AFL footballer as well. Um, so mate, we'll wait and see. But uh, yeah, that that they may really, really make a big stance here and, and go with the future. But. Uh, it would be a big call, I think, for a national series because I think Kerry's really up to it. And I don't think it can be underplayed. It's a big hole to fill. This is a big drama to happen mm. before an Ashes series. Let's not try and just sweep it under the carpet and say he was going to retire anyway because this wasn't part of their plan. No, it definitely wasn't, mate. And um, the, the one thing with the team and a wicketkeeper, you, you don't ever want to notice the wicketkeeper. Um, when they do a really, really good job, you don't notice them at all. Um, you only ever notice them when they drop catches or miss stumping. So, uh, and when the limelight's generally on the weird keeper, um, the rest of the team's under pressure in the field. So, yeah, we'll wait and see. But uh, big holes to fill. It's but they have to get, they're going to have to make the call pretty soon, Timmy, because it's not that far away now. The first test. Oh, absolutely. We're days away. Mm. Uh, let's have a look at the world game. And Kai Simon, a late goal. They were pretty wobbly, really, the, the, the Matildas, but they got the one-all draw against the USA. Yeah, I watched the, I watched the whole match. It was um, 
I thought I thought they played pretty well. You're right that that they had their moments. Um, it was a bit better turnaround that the US scored the last match. They scored in the first 24 seconds, or well, at least they waited till three minutes and 16 seconds to score this game. But um, they came back and Kai Simon, who who have had on the show to me, um, scored a good goal at the end to get the Matildas back to a one-all draw. So I think they'll be happy with that because the US are the number one team in the world. Yeah, they are. Now Sam Kerr, obviously we look at the world game and and the Matildas and other sports. Through an Australian lens, everyone does in this mm. country. And Sam Kerr is an extraordinary player. Like all those hat-tricks in the English Premier League uh, that she scored and and the way that she's performed for the Matildas. But the Ballon d'Or, which is the you know the top of the top, the, the, the world-judged best player as well, she didn't get up the top. And a few people are saying, oh, well, how did that happen? But really, there's so many good players. There is, mate. Um, well, she was the leading goal scorer in the... In England, um, she plays with Chelsea. She scored 21 goals for the season, um, leading goal scorer there. Uh, but it was the Spanian Patelas who scored 26 goals um, in the uh, in the Spanish league, mate. So, yeah, he was a very very good player as well. So, yep, um, I think we do look through through the Australian lens there, mate. But uh, she's a very very good player nonetheless. And Lionel Messi, uh, seven wins for the for that title in the men's category, but. There was one fairly high-profile player for Manchester United that wasn't over the moon about it. No, and he, he didn't attend the awards. Uh, that, that's Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, but he said he doesn't play for these awards, so he was sort of snubbing the actual award itself. So he said he plays for himself and plays for his team, and uh, the awards are, are not important to him. So that's what you normally say when you don't win, isn't it, Tim? Yeah, well, it happened to me a lot, as you know. Uh, I used to get, oh, there you go, Tim, there's... The Encouragement Award. He's most improved in our team, Tim Gilbert. He's actually started to hold the ball for once. Um, now, Rugby League, Rugby League, um, Melbourne Storm. They're pretty upset with Brandon Smith, who, of course, went on the podcast. And, you know, podcasts generally are a very different media format. So he was quite relaxed. And, look, he dropped. He was he was going overboard. He was dropping F-bombs and uh, left, right and centre. And, to, you know, to be the high-profile person that he is, on the brink of uh, a new contract, it was always going to be picked up. Yeah, he's pretty encourageable, this this young young fella, isn't he? He, um, I spoke to a few uh, rugby league players, Corey Pearson in particular, one of them yesterday, and he just said the way he carried on was like a pork chop. Um, and and I think you know Melbourne Storm have a, a yeah, they set a pretty high bar down there, and the fact that he came on as a contracted player from their club and spoke like this. Um, and spoke with real disrespect, I suppose, to the, to the Melbourne Storm jersey, um, and just really said, oh, "I'm going to play for the Roosters. I want, I want to. I want to win a premiership." There was um, would be really, really hard for them to take, and I think they will take pretty strong action against him here. And uh, you may see him uh, leave that contract early, which I think he actually wants anyway. Yeah, they may cut him adrift, but yep. he sounded very naive, didn't he? He sounded like a young guy that wasn't thinking at all um, when he was doing it. He's a fantastic footy player. Mm, he is, mate. Very, very good footballer. And, um, mm. yeah, maybe he's a little bit naive, mate. I don't know. But uh, he'll learn his lesson pretty quick. They'll, pretty, they'll come down very, very hard on him here. Oh, yeah, naivety is no excuse, is it? No. It's not going to hold up in a court of law. Uh, now, the NRL, it's blocked Anthony Milford's switch to South Sydney Rabbitohs over that assault charge. And so they should. I think the NRL, that's a really, really good policy that a player can't sign on while there's criminal proceedings against them. So he needs to wait. Um, look, he, he's coming away from a million-dollar contract up there at the Broncos. And, uh, yeah, he, this guy, issues seem to follow him around, don't they? So um, he needs to clear those proceedings first before he can become a, uh, a fully-fledged um, South Sydney Rabbitoh. Uh, now, look, 
we look at the Formula One Grand Prix as we start talking about motor cars and the history here in Australia. Adelaide had a fantastic Grand Prix and they really, really did it well. And then Melbourne nicked it. And, and you know, Melbourne's done a pretty good job around Albert Park. And look, the last couple of years have been you know, very much uh, unsettled and called off and blah, blah, blah. But now we're seeing this whole idea of could Sydney now nick it from Melbourne? And imagine... Imagine Formula One cars going across the Harbour Bridge or the Carl Expressway. It would be pretty spectacular. It definitely would, wouldn't it, Timmy? And they're talking about doing it through the tunnel and um, across the Harbour Bridge and around the Opera House. It would be spectacular um, viewing and it would be great marketing for, for the city of Sydney. It would take down the tra- it would take down the traffic, but when it happened, mate, because uh, it's really hard enough getting around this beautiful city of ours. But, uh, yeah, if, if you start cording off tunnels and harbours and, and, and harbour bridges, etc. yeah, the city will come to a halt, that's for sure. It'd have to be an Olympic-style sort of shutdown, wouldn't it? Because yep. you have yep. to, you know, they are massive circuses when they come to town with trucks. They're like villages, each team. So, look, uh, it sounds brilliant in, um, you know, in like, theory. yeah, in theory, <laughs> in principle, maybe a little tougher, but mm. uh, who knows, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. Hold on to your seats. We'll be back in a tick because we've got all the basketball. Tiger Woods maybe won't come back and much more. Josh Giddy has been kept quiet in a rare off night as Joe Ingalls continues his recent scoring run. It's been really interesting to watch Joe Ingalls and Paddy Mills. They've had all this confidence come out of the Olympics, both playing well. But Josh Giddy, you could expect him to have a night off because he's been playing that well. We well, have to expect it, mate, because he's only a rookie and uh, he's actually playing, mm. he's in contention for rookie of the year. But you'd have to think at some stage he's going to have a quiet game and he's had definitely had one, one of those against um, the Houston Rockets. Um, mate, he shot one from nine. They lost by 13 points, and, um, yeah, they really shut him down. So, as I said, I think a few weeks ago, each each team do a lot of research on every player they play against. Um, being a rookie, they would have been watching him closely in his first few games and worked out where they need to push him on the court to make him shoot from places he doesn't want to shoot from. And uh, it appears that the Houston Rockets have done that. And um, But, you know, he's, he's a young guy. He'll learn from that. And uh, I'm sure all good players work out a way to come back and – and, and work out how they then um, have a good game next game. Yeah, he'll be in that uh, Boomers team, won't he, when uh, Paris yeah. is on in, in a couple of years' time at the Olympic Games and add him to some of these senior guys, Paddy Mills, Joe Ingalls. They're still young enough to get at least one more Olympic Games. Imagine if we took it to the US. That would be just fantastic. And maybe some way we could get Ben Simmons going as well. Yeah. Now, US college football, <laughs> this awkward text message, um, this was bizarre. Yeah, well, he found out a, um, a a coach over there that's been coaching the Notre Dame team for I think the last twelve years. Basically, got a new contract with Louisiana State University. Mm. It's a ten-year contract worth one hundred forty million dollars. So he just um, texted his former employees and said that uh, he was he was moving on. But um, yeah, bizarre way bizarre way to let someone know after you've been working here for twelve years that uh, you're no longer going to be employed by him. But He's got 140 million reasons to do that, I suppose. It's like that chat, you know, that you have with people if they win lotto. You know, I'd just put a mm. sign on my door, gone fishing. I wouldn't be putting in any resignations or anything. No, I'd no. be just out the door and down the road. Uh, now, <laughs> Tiger Woods talking about money. Um, he's opened up about his playing future for the first time since that uh, horrific car accident, which 
uh, he sustained an enormous amount of injury from. And he's saying that playing competitively again at the top edge is is probably a bit fanciful at this stage. Um, we thought it, then we saw him practicing the other day and he looked quite fluid, but it's a bit different, isn't it, to go from the practice fairways in those compression tights to playing at the US Masters. Yeah, it, um, golf is very, very physical game, as, as we all know. Um, people, well, a lot of people think you're just walking around a, um, a, a nice golf course and it's not very taxing at all, but it, but it definitely is. He's very, very um, real now and, and pragmatic around the fact that, look, he thought he was going to lose his leg in that car crash. Um, so just to be back on the practice greens is, is fantastic for him. And he said, look, best case scenario, he may just pick and choose a few tournaments around the world, but uh, he'll never be back full-time like he was. And I think he's just happy to have two legs to stand on. Yeah, well, it's a very physical game, even at our level, Shane, as we try to climb in and out of bunkers <laughs> and walk through the bush and try and find the ball. And you get in the cart with your beer and that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's really tough. <laughs> it wobbles all down your chest. Um, this was very funny. Look, over the years in television, the amount of times I've had people, when you're doing a live cross from anywhere, you have people try to be clever behind you or think they're being clever and, and 99.99 times out of 10 they're just being idiots or no, <laughs> 99.9 times out of 100 rather than, not rather than 10. But we've seen something, uh, this uh, this botched proposal, a marriage proposal, these two blokes uh, with some hijinks. It was it was very, very funny actually. Yeah, well, it was a racing challenge. The guys got down on one knee um, to propose, that is Timmy, two blokes, um, got down on one knee to propose and um, – mm-hmm. Yeah, the guy said no. <laughs> so how embarrassing! You're trying to do it on uh, on live TV, and I suppose have a have a keepsake to take home. Well, he's definitely got a video to take home, and he would be copying it from his mates, literally. Yeah, and it was it was oh, like you read that you read the detail. It was all the big setup, and um, yeah, mm-hmm. it was one thing that that finally sort of come off. The guys uh, got quite a bit of publicity out of it, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that was an interesting one to watch right there. Now, Brian Lara. Um, what about the party at Brian Lara's house? Well, this was prior to the 1999 World Cup in England. We had a two-week sort of um, camp in the West Indies, which was really, really tough, Timmy, as you can imagine. Um, two-week holiday in Barbados. and um, mm. But pri- mm. prior to that, we went to Trinidad, Tobago. That's oh, where um, Brian Lara's from. Uh, I think when he scored that 300, the government gave him a piece of land. So he sort of sits as like the prince to overlook Trinidad, and he's got a beautiful big house there. We were invited around to a party there. Now, at the same time, the um, Miss World competition was on, Timmy. And a few of us were single at the time, and we went along, and all the Miss World Mm. uh, contestants were there. I'd love to say things went pretty well for me socially there, Tim, but, um, yeah, I just couldn't speak Russian or I couldn't speak (laughs) – I I wasn't bilingual, let's just say that. um, But it was a bloody good party. It was good viewing. I'll tell you that much. Brian Lara, legend. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, our wonderful sponsors in Maine Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And our great producer, Dan McHugh, back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.